2: Gesture, shut up and show them our football. Come on, come on. Drink it, drink it. We've done that. <laughs> Can we
3: not knock it?
1: I am flabbergasted. I wouldn't even let them on the bus after the match. I get a taxi back to Manchester. <laughs> Again, don't, please don't call me arrogant because what I, I'm saying is true. I'm a, I think I'm a special one. When the seagulls follow the troll, it's because they see Sardines.
4: Will be stormed into the sea. Thank you. I understand what I'm trying to get at. Yes, he
3: no, was a great, player. Was a great yes, player. Yes, he was a wonderful oh. leader, but he wasn't a magician. Oh, take a bow,
4: son. I mean that. Take a I'm Richard Keyes.
3: Oh, sorry. I'm Andy Gray. And I am Nigel The Hey!
4: hey. hey. <laughs> A.K.A. DJ. How was the, the uh, meeting at the Dutch
5: Embassy? I yeah, was perfect. Uh-huh. I mean, sometimes you have to go through these meetings and especially get the, keep the
4: contact flowing
3: and yeah, keep the contact yeah. going. So, I mean, how how many
4: meetings have you been to at the British Embassy? Um, and eight years I've been here? Yeah. Mm, what, uh, none no I
3: just have never been invited hold on the uh, we don't have a Scottish embassy Scottish British <laughs> embassy we should have a Scottish embassy how many times now, have I've been gone. to the British
4: embassy uh, British
5: embassy I've been here
4: eight years as well um, none no no. no no no,
5: you've never been invited as well no
4: wow
3: That's I think Kesey's been invited wow. but he didn't want to go <laughs>
4: <laughs> no you must no. have been invited I had, I had the choice of either going to the embassy or finishing two out of date yogurts that I found uh, in the right, fridge right So um, So? I took the (laughs) latter. Wherever you are in the world, whatever time zone you are in, a very warm welcome. Very pleased you could join us. New listeners, I say this every week, and it's the case that they are, so I Mm -hmm. do. New listeners are joining us all the time. It's fantastic that you found us, especially all of you that follow DJ at... handle is
5: at... Nigel Jong.
4: Nigel Leon. and on in in
5: Instagram or ndjofficial at
4: Twitter. Correct. Um, there's a whole host of programmes that you can uh, enjoy looking back through the archive. Um, some of which we're going to uh, not so much enjoy but mark yes. because this has been a mm. Mm. It, it's, it's been a difficult week for many, and uh, yes, we'll get around to that in just absolutely. a moment. Um, you can get in touch with us at Keys and Grey Pod, and that's something else we need to update as well. Is it? Hmm. Well, Keys and Grey. And DJ. DJ. Ah. I was like, no, no, no. Yeah. Classic cars. What about them? I've, I've found bangers and cash. Yeah. And what a good program that mm. is. Matthewsons of uh, Yorkshire that, uh, that sell that? classic cars. <laughs> and, and I love it. And Jay Leno's garage. Yeah, I'm a big fan. I'm addicted. There yeah. can't be anybody in the world that's got a better collection of cars than Jay Leno outside of the big collectors right yeah the royals yeah Yeah. various different yes yes um but he he was showing off simon templar's car the what you don't know you're too you don't know simon templar i'll speak to you andy (laughs) simon templar's car car, the volvo yes it's even got the number plate with it still as i I didn't realize that actually roger moore owned that car when the series was shot it was his car Uh, it's now in jay leno's garage and it looks magnificent (laughs) but i was i was reminding myself of the both the fun and the frustration of owning a classic car. I had a 1988. You did? Rolls Royce. Blue? Sky Blue. I
3: thought that was a It was bought it.
4: by a friend of mine, Jeff Mann, an architect's Coventry nutcase who no. walked into a garage in Bodmin, I believe, uh, the year we won the cup, and said, I'll buy anything you've got that's sky blue. And they went, well, we've got that over there. It's a Rolls Royce. I'll have that. Yeah. And he enjoyed it for a long time, and then I did. But it, they frustrate you because they go wrong, and unless you're a mechanic... Mm. You're constantly sending them off to somebody to repair. Yeah,
3: or very rich. So, yeah.
4: and, and and the other thing I learned this week was that generation of car. Yeah, that's now vintage. Vintage. Yeah. Uh-huh. What's, what's vintage then? Cosworths. Uh, really? And and uh, more expensive nowadays. Huh? Escort
3: yeah. RS. Well, yeah. RS two thousand. Yes, I oh, had yeah. one of these. These are the cars. That was at Villa first <laughs> time. <laughs> the, this, yeah. And, the, and RS two thousand.
5: Imagine you, you <laughs> keep holding on that. one. Oh, that a, a great car. By the way,
3: these are now Vintage cars. Oh, that was quick. That was rapid, then. Huh? Oh, RS well, yeah. two thousand! I loved it. Yeah, loved it. But
4: White. it wasn't your Daftus car, was it? Hold on a minute. Your Daftus car was that thing that was made of fiberglass.
3: Oh, the Panther Lima. Yeah, ah, that was uh, the that one. was that the was Panther Lima. Panther Lima. I was bought in a whim, night as, as a lot of us do. Then we we buy things on whims. So I bought in yeah. a whim. Yeah. I was filling up at a garage and somebody drove in with one, and I thought oh, I like the look of that, so I went and bought one. <laughs>
5: <laughs> never was drove it? one before you bought no, it.
4: No, never. Wow, never. No, so, and the wow. minute you bought it, because I've seen pictures of you with it. it I can see written all over your faces regret. No, you're no, thinking no. to yourself, "What have I done?" A lovely, it was uh, like it was like the car they met us in when we came here eight years no, ago. Do you was remember? A we were quartered quite nicely. We had seven yes. series each, and it was all each? You know, yeah, each, 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 each. When we first came to have a look around seven mm-hmm. series each. Um, the minute we'd sign. Some old shagger turned up at the airport, yeah. remember? With
3: a wing mirror hanging <laughs> off, yeah. flapping in the, the wind. The roof, flapping. <laughs> <laughs> I said, Dickies, yeah, I guess we've signed the contracts now, have we? <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> you guys are asking, where's the 7 Series? Yeah. yeah. No, that, yeah. we never saw that again. Never saw that again. <laughs> Ever again. Ever again. <laughs> have you had such a thing? A,
5: a, yeah. a toy? Yeah, toys, of course. I mean, what Andy just mentioned as well. You know, When, when you're a footballer, yeah. you, know, you love to get some 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 nice things as well. And um, for me, classic cars, uh, it's always been on my mind. I had a Plymouth Barracuda. Oh, wow. Plymouth Barracuda? Yeah, Plymouth that's, Barracuda. A, that's a sort of an
4: American Chrysler.
5: It's American hot, uh, hot rod. It's oh, like oh, a hot Hemi, rod. A hot rod. Uh, wow. A Hemi. Yeah, so um, I had that one as well. But where? What, where, where? This what, was what, in my time in Germany. So this was about in 2006, 2007. So about 14 years ago, uh, and I sold it as well because what you said for various reasons, offline. Oh, again, engine problems way, I mine away because every time I took
4: it out, it was fine. I could leave it sitting for six months, mm. start her up, beautiful. Yeah, I, I mean, right. it was like driving a a, 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 a very carefully sprung mattress. You had, if you were going to break, you needed to think about it mm. at least a 1,000 yards before you were going to.
6: Yeah.
4: Um, I mean, this two-ton thing, up, it's beautiful though, But it, it just, I couldn't start it when I'd taken her out. Mm. You know, it, it, the engine got warm and that was it.
3: No, oh, you're looking, oh a, you're looking at his yeah, he's car, looking, right? a, He's looking, 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 looking at the internet. I'm looking for a barracuda.
5: Yeah, you have to do the, the 1970, I think it's in on the 1976. What's the hilarious car you've had? The most hilarious car? Hmm. Uh, I got to go back to my first car, though. It's a Toyota Starlet, a small small car that I got from my mother. Oh, and that's not Larry. I,
3: I mean, mean, just going to say, what do you but, mean by Larry? I though? mean... Show
4: off, expensive. expensive. Show off? Yeah, the biggest. I hilarious. No, 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 hilarious. not No, no, show off car. Show biggest off car. Oh. Look at me,
5: car. A, well, Ferrari five nine nine GTO. Okay, yeah, yeah, I, I don't yeah. like
4: those. I didn't get. I didn't. No, I have never for bought Ferrari. one of those on no, that basis. No. So I, don't, <laughs> I don't really like those. Really,
5: that was <laughs> most the most fleshiest car. I think I drove them all. I drove the Aston Martins, the Bentleys, the Porsches. And the Ferraris and the Lamborghinis. Bentley, so, you had.
3: I had. Well, I, actually, the first Larry car I had, Stop the one, the one I really liked, was the, the Aston Martin DB9. Oh yeah, top, which was an amazing car. But and then got, I went. He, to, he got
4: some good advice on that. See, when he bought it, yeah, right. they they said to him, if you don't put a lot of miles on this, never you'll, losing it, it'll keep its value, and you'll never lose money on it. Right. How much did you lose on it? I'm about thirty grand.
3: <laughs> I only had it eighteen <laughs> months. You never I drove did, it. did three and a half thousand miles. <laughs> went right. I'm going to sell this now. Big fortune. <laughs> Uh, but the then I went to, the Bentley Bentley. Right. went to the Bentley Continental, went to the Bentley Continental, and the missus had a 911 Carrera. Right, so they were all leery in those days. But right now, just
5: imagine you kept kept you kept holding. Oh, just these imagine cars. if you kept all of them. 911. Cars. Oh. I had
4: a beautiful Capri gear.
3: Yeah, well. Oh. Oh. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, yeah, I would have kept them all. Just imagine I hadn't got sacked. I could have kept them all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're not wrong. No wrong there. You're no I think you wrong there.
4: Have, to use the, the current terminology, I think you'd have recycled yeah, them recycled. by now, don't you? Yeah,
3: I had always wanted, if I'm being honest, for, ever since I a kid, and I don't know when I could buy one, why I didn't. But I always wanted an E-Type. Yes, a roadster, agreed. Soft top. Yeah, always yeah. wanted one, Nigel. Yes, and I don't know is why. That, is that
5: something I never is bought that, one. Is that something because because of you
4: being British? It's generational. I it's it's generational. generational. And I'll tell you why? something else for me as well huh? that we're going to get around to talking about. Right. George Best had one. Okay, and when I saw George in his E Type, I I thought I want one of those. But yeah, yeah. at Matthewson's this week, a red. Series 2 came up and they couldn't get 40 grand for it. That's yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. The wow. Cosworths and the RS 2000s were going before the wow. ETA because I'm afraid Andrew, people like you and I and classic cars well, we're of uh, we're a, we are of we
3: are we have moved we're, we've left we've left you, I'm having an E-type Any time before a Cosmoth. (laughs) Oh, me too. Yes. Oh, Uh, me too. Regardless of my age. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Same here. I love the E-Type. It's just the beauty of it. It's just the form,
4: the design. Enzo Ferrari said it is the most beautiful car that was ever designed. Uh, What was
3: your favourite car then of all those you had? What what was the one? If I could could give you one car Mm -hmm. right now Mm -hmm. that you've had over the years, what would it be? Um,
5: If I could ever had one, that I didn't no, own no no, no, no one headphone from that, that I had.
3: Yes, one you've owned. What was a bit, what would you think? Oh, that would I really I would keep that one forever. Oh, that's a difficult one. Uh let me think about that one.
5: Um I must say the Aston Martin DBS, I had an Aston Martin DBS from 2009-2010. Mm. That one was unbelievable. Aye. Just the design, it was the first the first model that came out from the DBS right. at that time. Aye. And if I could have if I could keep that, that was if I could, that, that, Rolls- and if one I one could
4: one. guarantee reliability and yes. that it was going to start yes. wherever I wanted it to yes. and when I wanted it to, yeah. mm. I would sit in that Rolls Royce and just smell it. <laughs> it, it had that beautiful deep, <laughs> that, that leather smell. Is there is there one? I car? I would sit in there the road a- or the car that oh. you recommended to me, uh, that Brabus that I got. Oh yeah, that Mercedes. Mercedes. Oh, <laughs> did
5: you did you ever did you ever have a, have a favorite car that you wish to own? Yeah, you said the E Type. Okay. You ever had the if you ever had the money. For I it, would it, say I. Even now, E-Type, type, yeah, E-type but, but
4: the one I always aspired to was, was the Capri. And when I got one of those, I thought I was just that. that's it. I've, mine, I've was it. Capri. mine was a yeah. three-litre GT. Yeah. Capri. No, 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 mine was a uh, two-litre gear. Oh, I had oh. the three of And the trouble, the, see, trouble with it's the Capris, like yeah. a big long one. When's your
3: holiday? 11 a reef? a big long bonnet <laughs> no did you know find them though you couldn't keep control of the back end of it oh no the back end went absolutely <laughs> oh, I'm saying shocking the front of it was miles long wasn't it and every time you went around a corner a little too fast the back end of the Capri would flip out yeah. oh uh, fantastic I had um, one
5: I had one I had the Mercedes 300 SL Gullwing you remember with the yes. Oh, yes yes
3: yes yes oh, I oh, saw Perez
4: in one of those in London recently oh really Yeah, beautiful car uh, nice that was just also but, uh, do you know the it's thing, thing about the Gullwing just- that always if, when you park it how do you get out yeah, you get out. You fly. Oh Yeah, of course, yeah.
5: But so you have to, you have to, you have to park in in a space that nobody's inside. <laughs> exactly. Of you. Well, you wouldn't that's get that, in a
3: multi-story, but put that way, isn't it? <laughs>
5: that, that's, you can't get out if you parked in a space. That car is so beautiful,
4: so rare, and so expensive. It needs its own parking lot. By uh, the way, uh, if I see one the first thing I do is park tight next to it <laughs> yeah,
3: no, do you, do. Really? Yeah, yeah you know that
4: is you that is you I do yes that's a bad I mean, I yeah, that's, that's a bad, bad. I do.
5: It's he's a bad, bad. Two, million, <laughs> two million pound car yeah. he's yeah. goes straight good luck good yeah. luck with yeah. that park, yeah, yeah. yeah. All being short, and you uh, see like, the driver
4: climbing in through the passenger <laughs> door
3: going,
4: <laughs> 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 but it's a beautiful car uh, we need to get serious yes I know this was a very interesting start really show today well it's different yes absolutely. and I'm sure there's a lot of people Andy going yeah me too and I'd like that yeah do you know but just before we finish it we should have got easy Type a regenerated e type,
3: yes, the the one the one kid, yeah. after. like you, a kit car. No, 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 no. You, have, you can you get, can, can no. buy the e type with the, the bodywork, but then they put a modern engine in it, power steering, all the mod cons, yeah, okay. So, you know, so yeah, okay, so it's like yeah. a new modern car, but you've got it. the, yeah, the you shell the, of yeah. the uh, the e type. Yeah? Yeah. What was the first car you ever bought?
4: Quick, uh, a Hyundai Avant for my mother, keys. First car I ever bought was a 1962 Hillman Minx soft top. For 50 quid, column gear change, bench seat, magnificent. Morris Marina. (laughs) I bought, yes.
3: (laughs) First ever. Morris Marina. The car that BMC. (laughs) Morris Morris Marina. Oh, by the way, TC. Oh, (laughs) TC. Flying machine. Uh, Morris Marina. That was my first ever.
4: I wouldn't have one of those if you gave me Uh, one, honestly. That was all right. No, it wasn't. It was not acceptable ever to uh, drive a Morris. There's a radio on.
3: inside of it. Oh, oh yeah,
4: red seats.
3: But did you have R- cassette oh, red seat. red red seats? Yeah, the
4: cassette player as well. Uh, no, I
5: didn't have a cassette player. Have not not have until cassette? I got you my remember those cassette I, until players. Until I yes. got my did you have escort?
3: normal cassette or the eight track.
5: No, I had a normal cassette. And the funny thing is it didn't have a forward button, so I had to reverse the cassette <laughs> to go backwards in, a, in order to hear the song again. Yeah.
4: Do you remember that? Yes, of course. Uh, but with the 8-track, which right. was just, I mean, sorry, a Betamax and VHS, 8 no. track and cassette, 8-track no. was hopeless. But the
3: size of them. Hopeless. You need it you put four of them in your car, your boot was full. <laughs> <laughs> Well, especially that Lima thing. <laughs> uh,
6: oh, <laughs> now we need to try on. and get serious again. Get okay,
4: it. okay. We, your, we, our guest today is going to explain to you how good a player George Best was. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. We had this conversation in the studio. Yeah, and he said to me, I said Best was best, the best, and 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 Messi before Messi. Messi before Messi, definitely. And mm. playing today as a ten on pictures that are like bowling greens. Oh, good.
3: Oh, you been. And Nigel went,
4: nah, nah. I don't <laughs> know, really. Um, we had a little exchange about Sir Bobby Charlton and yes. Cruyff and, mm-hmm. and, and, and Nigel's of the opinion, um, Sir Bobby who? But in an era, <laughs> in an era. He says, he says like, <laughs> I have zero respect for Sir Bobby Charlton. <laughs> in an era so, where there was no internet, no mobile phones, no, no fax machines, you could go anywhere in the world and you said, I'm, I'm an Englishman, and they would go, ha-ha, Bobby Sir Charlton. Bobby, Bobby Charlton. That's how wide and influential he was. Mm. So we'll talk to mm. Ron Atkinson shortly yes. about that. Before that, Andy, I need you to say some nice words about Walter Smith. Well, where do you start? Where do
3: you start? Um, well, what I've read, and what I've listened to, pretty much from the day it was announced that Walter had passed away, sums up everything you need to know about Walter Smith. I met Walter when I was 17. Um, I'd signed for Dundee United and Walter was a player there. He'd have been about 25 then. And and obviously got to know him over that two years that I was there. And it was evident, even back then, he was going to be a coach. You know, Jim McLean was his, was his mentor. Jim took him under his wing almost and helped him with his coaching. Because what were they, and he would, if he was here, he'd tell you, was a, an average player. Right? He was never going to hit the heights of being a great footballer. But you knew, you just knew, guys, that there was there was a coach in there screaming to get out. And it was no surprise to anyone who knew Walter that he did go on and, and achieve the success he did. Um, everybody always says it when people pass away, oh, a wonderful guy. This uh, this truly was a wonderful guy. Mm. Um, time for everybody. You and I knew him very well. Richard, you met him on numerous occasions as well, with a wicked sense of humour. Well, that, that's the thing about
4: Walter that I think uh, uh, those who don't know him intimately perhaps wouldn't understand. He intimidated me. Did he? He intimidated me. That that. In which that sense? In, in the sense, I've always been scared of authority, yeah, yeah. teachers and yeah, policemen yeah. and, and yeah. that. Guy. So, so, Walter is a manager, managers in general, um, until a day at Ibrox. Yeah. Football commentators love to get ahead of themselves and everybody else by speaking yeah. to managers and in yeah. those days it was one or two commentators yes. these days it must be a dozen yeah. so so Martin Tyler Andy myself were at Ibrox uh, uh, no we weren't Motherwell, at Ibrox, Motherwell, Motherwell. For, for a football match so Martin of course has got his commentary sheet and he's got about nine of the names on there that he thinks are going to start for Rangers <laughs> so I'm in the tunnel down <laughs> In the <laughs> and And like, Walter, Walter, you know, sort of looking around to make sure there's nobody listening because they're, they're so secretive yeah. about that stuff as well, out, yeah. it, 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 It's It's uh, unbelievable how, how touchy they get about it. So he said, Walter, Walter, he said, um, can you give me the team? You know, I don't want to get ahead of the rest, give me the team. Walter said, aye, Martin, I, And he started reeling names off. None of which were on Martin's crib sheet. <laughs> and he went through 11 names and went, All right, all right, all right. And he went back in the dressing room and Martin's face now, the blood's drained from it.
3: And he comes to Andy and he went, I- he- He's changed 11 names. 11 changes in this nice What do we do? I've, I've not done any homework in any of these years. I thought I just gave him every name that wasn't playing. <laughs> <laughs> and then I realised
4: this is a guy that does have a sense of humour hidden behind yeah. that rough granite.
3: Yeah he's a wonderful guy be sorely missed Richard and um you only have to look at the the quality of people coming out to say mm. things about Walter who he worked with even my old club Everton mm. the respect he has from from there um you know a, a player um a manager of Rangers the second most successful manager ever after Bill Struth 21 trophies I think he won at Ibrox um a director a chairman just, and even now, as Steven Gerrard has said, yeah. many times Steven, yeah. you know, chatted to him about this, that, and the other, and always had time for him. Um, you won't find one person, even across the divide, that would have a bad thing to say about Walter Smith. But what is it,
5: what is it, you know, what you said, it's, uh, I've seen various messages and also condolences, you know, on the on social media. What is it about him that made him so good as a manager? let him take away this person of course but was he was he a, was he a manager men manager or was he more of a tactical i'll tell you what genius. he was nice
3: for me both he was both he was tactically very good i always knew that even when i was a kid there he would he would talk about the game in depth even when he was a player right. and i always knew that that he was good but because he was influenced by Jim McLean Mm -hmm. I always he was always very tactically astute he knew the game inside out and I think it was the combination of being that and he you know if you talk to every player that was in his in his group even the ones he left out the team at times you know that was that was fine Mm -hmm. you know Um, they couldn't argue with Walter Mm -hmm. so he he handled them really well and handled all the players that he ever worked with really well and I think that was a key so he was he was it was neither just. He wasn't a great uh, tactician and didn't know how to handle players, and he wasn't a great handler of players and wasn't a great tactician. It was a combination oh, of both. Right. If I'm being honest with you, I think what what that rare ability
5: so,
3: to not only be good about the game tactically, right. but also be able to man manage as well. Would you Would you
5: rank him in a, in in the top of the British of the British like, football era you know, I, I, when it comes do down you know, to the Fergies?
3: The, I, the I, I thought about that the other day, Nigel, and I said, "How can a man who is who mm-hmm. won?" Six Premier League titles in a row, I think. Six, six. He won the last six of the nine in a row. Graham, I think, won the first Premiership league. titles. Premiership in Scotland. How can a man who did that, who who took uh, Rangers um, almost to the the final of the Champions League? Um, he took them to the final of a European competition. By the way, can
4: I just add, in the interest of accuracy, it would have been in that final had Marseille
3: not bought. Had they not been cheated way, out of yeah, it, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and, and, and the, the final he took us to in, in Manchester mm. um, that we went so close mm. to, to achieving there. And then he puts 21 trophies on top of that. How can Walter not be one of the greatest Scottish managers ever? Mm. I mean, ever. No, I think Nigel... No, ever. Been- Greatest. I mean, ever. greatest. No, the greatest. And, and in I, British I, football I think the answer to that you is understand? I don't
4: think he had. Unfortunately, he, he was at Everton at a very difficult time. Mm-hmm. So you, you, you know, what his success, what he, what he produced at that period of time for Everton, <laughs> was was way beyond what yeah, the expectation absolutely. was of that club then. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he didn't establish a reputation south. I think in the way that he had done so no, north. No, he did. He did. And that's that's sad
3: because Spanish... he was
4: a, he was a giant.
3: Absolutely. I mean, as far as Rangers concerned, as I've said, there's only Bill Struthers won more on them. but Bill won it in a day probably where it was easier probably to win it. He had mm. Celtic and that was it. Walt would probably won it in a time where there was more competition right. uh, around. Um, and I think that, you know, you're right, Keys, as, as coaches go, um, he would have liked to have achieved more in England. There's absolutely no doubt mm. about that. When you've spoke to him since then, he would always like to have done half as well in England as he did in Scotland
4: one of the great one of the great gifts he gave Manchester United in a short period of time as assistant was Cristiano Ronaldo uh, Darren Fletcher's told us the story Andy it's been available all week on Twitter of how he, he, he he stopped calling fouls in practice matches to irritate yeah, Ronaldo so, into, into, yeah. into, into actually being a player <laughs> yeah. rather. And, and mm-hmm. there's an episode available. We spoke to Walter, Andy and I about mm-hmm. six months, eight months ago. Had a wonderful conversation with him. So there is a, an episode also available that you can find in the archive. And uh, if, if you're a football fan, not yeah. just a Rangers man, I would advise go back and listen to that because it's thoroughly
3: entertaining. I mean, even when he was leaving Everton and he's talking to the chairman after he'd said, you know, you've got to go. And he's sitting there saying, right, who are we going to, who are we going to get? To manage this club. He's actually sitting there helping him. Mm. And he actually said to Moisey, I think, when Moise I think, Moise, I think Moise came in after him. Yes, I believe he did. Yeah. yeah. He actually said to Moisey, You're lucky. Moise went, What? He said, He's a year too young for me. But there's a kid who's going to be the best, Wayne Rooney. And he's just too young for me to pick. But next year, you will have him. <laughs> wow. And he was absolutely right. Wow. This said this said something about. Yeah. Play acknowledgement. R.I.P. You know.
4: Walter. And yeah, uh, thank you on behalf of many. Yes, please, yes. Um, We should speak to our guest. Yep. Um, uh, um, a man who I've known for a very long time um, from from uh, the days when I was a cub reporter in Manchester, working for what was then
3: Piccadilly Radio. Did you have a good reputation with him? Of, of Relationship with him, of, of course. And I'm yeah. going to try to
4: reenact. See, see, Where were you working? I'm very interested in you. Piccadilly story. Radio it was. It's Piccadilly now 103. I don't know why they ever changed it. In Manchester. Name. Yeah, in Manchester, yeah. Oh, yeah, in Manchester. Yeah, I think that's what I said, anyway. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, very, very close to both clubs. Billy yes. McNeil was manager at City mm-hmm. with Jimmy Frizzell as the assistant. Um, Jim Tolmey and people like that, Andy, yeah. were being yeah. signed. Derek Parlane, uh, centre forward for City. Ed, Ed and Ed Rangers, Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but over the road... United would always just a whisker away, a whisker mm-hmm. away from from the success that they wanted. Um, and this this guy was he was just a perfect Manchester United manager. Oh, he wasn't just it was just you know wasn't he just ah oh, you know and, and and the the image we all have of him the bling and the champagne not true no football he'd man. rather have a cup of tea football man
3: yeah yeah
4: you you worked with
3: him for a year at yeah Bell. yeah was well, his assistant at you, for he a signed
4: year. you at for, uh, to, uh, West Brom
3: yes he did. Yeah. Coming out with for a year. Okay. Any sign, Paul? Yeah, he was different
4: class. And he's here to talk to us about an era of football that our young friend here (laughs) doesn't quite understand. (laughs) It's going to
6: be interesting. Let's (laughs) go.
4: Big run, Ankinson. Ron Atkinson. Yes. Ron, h- how are you?
2: Very well, thank you, Richard. Yeah. S- Very well, yeah. Nice 10 days in the sunshine in ten so everything's good. Have oh. you taken the dogs for a walk this morning? Yes, they've been out. We've we walked them around the park. Yeah, Excellent.
4: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right now, Ron. The reason that we asked you to join us this week, twofold. One, obviously, Manchester United. Everybody's talking about. But I had a conversation in the studio recently with my young friend here, who didn't understand how good a player George Best was. Well, I, so, I,
5: I, I you have to you have, I have to correct you. I understood how good he was. I yes. said to you, well, I just have a preference for another
4: player. For my, company. I said to you, just he that. was messy before Messi, yes. and I'm going to get Ron's thoughts on that in a mm-hmm. moment. But what I'd like to do first, Ron, is restage an era when managers answered their own phone. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So I want to go back to a period of time when, as a young radio reporter, and Big Ron looked after me. Brilliant. Yeah. Okay. So let's go back to a period of time where we're at the cliff. Ron, you're in your office. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Follow this. Let's see if we can get this right in one take. Okay. Here we go. Here's the phone. No, it's not. All oh, right. Uh, so, Ron, this is where you come in and you pick your phone up.
2: Yeah. Go Hello. On.
4: That's it. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's pretty. And then I would say, Ron Atkinson, please. Speaking. Who wants him? <laughs> Richard Keyes. And you would say, You got him. <laughs> you got him, Keyes. Kessel, Isn't that extraordinary, though, that managers would answer their own phone?
2: Well, I mean, it, it's like sometimes when I... If I rang another manager, I remember ringing one certain manager's name I won't mention. No, go on. Go, he, on, he, go on. Come on. No, because he gets upset. <laughs> 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 it was, it was so I, and I said, will you ring me back? And when when he didn't ring me back, I rang him and said, you know what? Alex Ferguson, Arsene Banger, and all that, they ring back straight away. Why, why shouldn't you when you've done nothing in the game? <laughs> Straightforward. <laughs> and straight you know straight do you know what Fluffy cl- you know said? <laughs> 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 uh, uh, <laughs> it was no, a different no, time, though, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was it. Uh, I actually think. I mean, everybody, everybody through different eras will say their time was the best. We had a we had a great time. That yeah. time was great. The people involved in the game were great. You very you were friends virtually with everybody except for two, and um, except you know, for two, it, did you say? Was,
4: except one or yeah, two? Yeah. Oh, oh, right. Okay. Any names on that?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I can only think of one of them at the moment. <laughs> Gone. Well, it was Neil, wasn't it, Neil
3: Water? Oh, oh God! <laughs> oh, 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 come on! I have to tell my story, Casey. I'm just going to jump in here now, big man. You'll remember this. I'm Ron's yeah. assistant, Nigel right. in Villa. Ron had taken me into Aston Villa, Brown. give me an opportunity to be his assistant. We're playing Norths County in Villa mm-hmm. Park yeah and the dugouts were open air mm-hmm. there no roof on them at that mm-hmm. time for some reason so you could look across and see the the next right next to you mm-hmm. so Neil was quite a vocal coach and he would be going top him kick him kill him <laughs> all these sort of things and Ron stood there with his rolled up notes you right. know stood there with his hand he, I, the big man kept looking over and going, what's, what's the matter with this man and he walks over to him is he, is he another thing was told to top Tony Daly he was running past him Ron walks over to his side of the dugout Neil Warnock stood there picks up his notes and he just goes whack right across the <laughs> back of <in> the head <laughs> <laughs> he says Neil enough of that please <laughs> then very well, coolly goes to step back into our dugout puts his foot straight in the water bucket <laughs> I start to laugh <laughs> and he says, If you see anything, you're fucking sacked. I went okay <laughs> back, back, back. <laughs> <laughs> but what what more important
5: what was Neil Warnock's response well, to the
3: little slip? Well, he got slapped from the top man at the time, so yeah. he just accepted that. Respect, yeah. Eh? Yeah. yeah, respect. Yeah. You know respect. that yourself. When, respect. Yeah.
4: when someone's being a bit naughty, if you just leave a little calling yeah. card, they, yeah. they calm yeah. down, don't they? But <laughs> that
5: about, doesn't, doesn't that say something about the game and the era that these guys were in? Oh, brilliant. Were, Ron was in and you know what I'm saying? Like you can't do these things nowadays. No, no, no.
4: no, it, no. Was, it was special. Ron, the, 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 so first part of the two reasons, what is wrong with Manchester United
2: yeah. in your view? Um, I think they, they've they got to look at the recruitment. They've got to look at the recruitment and the way it's been recruited. I mean, I think, I think that's something that's sadly lacking in the game today. I mean, I would highlight people. Like, I think Liverpool recruit brilliantly. I also think Leicester City recruit brilliantly because mm. they identify a weakness and solve that weakness. Whereas I think Manchester United, for the last two or three years, I mean, a prime example, and Nigel will bear me out on this, or I'll explain something, is the Dutch boy they bought from Ajax, Danny De Beek. Danny Van de Beek. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, he might be a terrific player; he might be the best midfield player in Europe. But who knows? He's come over. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's never mm-hmm. been given an opportunity to play in the team, and he must sit there thinking, "Well, why am I here?" And there's okay. been a number of that, like the winger Sancho. They buy him for yeah. a, lot of, a lot of money. 80, 80 million or whatever, and he comes over and he's just warming the bench up.
6: Mm. And you
2: think, well, surely. and Then I look at I look at Liverpool's recruitment, and they go, we need a left back. Going back a couple of years, we'll take the lad Robertson from Hull, you know. And then they'll go, we need a central midfield player, and they'll go and no, take one there. And then we need, and they don't buy in job lots. They go and buy, and they. Same as when they bought the big centre half,
3: yeah, Van Dijk. Van
2: you know, they, they sort of looked at it and went, "All right, if he's going to cost us the equivalent of two players, he will be the will be worth two players to us." And they buy him, and you know, they win the league and whatever with him, and they win the team. That's what I call good recruitment. Unless the city are the same, you know, they they get, they've had Mares there for next to nothing. The, the midfield player, I think, might be the best in the country, can't say, who's now Chelsea. Chelsea. Yeah. They got him for the next to nothing and sold them on for big fees. They've now got the lad like, Telemans coming along. And you go, that is recruitment. Mm. They have done I mean, even Harry Maguire. Yeah. They bought for next to nothing and made, made big money on him. So I think they've got to look at the recruitment on one side. And then, I, I I'm not a great fan of stats. I mean stats that's the I don't win doing don't but but that's but, 3 of the 4 of us wrong <laughs> <laughs> but but then I but then I look at the stats and you, you can't ignore it. I think United are, are one of the lowest in terms of well running ability. Yeah they, are. Right? Yeah, they are. You, know, you might you might call it commitment and go yeah, you well, when we lose the ball is that our first thought to recover it you know it's If you if you apply the Barcelona thing, you get me back in five seconds. That sort of thing. I don't see that. I don't see much of that at all in the United team.
6: Mm. Um,
2: And you know, there's a lot heaped on the back four. Then uh, they say, you know, the back four, the the defence is still in. Fortunately for them, the goalkeeper's back to his best. Yeah. Yes. Otherwise, uh, Ron, would you have
4: would you have brought Ronaldo back, or has he created as many problems as they hoped he might solve? Ah,
2: it's a hard one, that. You bring him back, first of all, forget the expense because he's paid for himself. Whatever else, he pays for himself, you know, with commercial things that go his way. But I think I think it should be explained to him now, whether he can take this on board, that his role would be more of a cameo role. I think Ronaldo would be better served at United in most games, particularly the big games, sitting on the bench coming on when the games get stretched. I mean, I, I quite like, I like Cavani. I mean, I know he doesn't mm, yeah, yeah. But I think he was an old-fashioned centre forward that had good movement in the box. And I think, and I'd like to see the mentality. new team we, alongside Greenwood, perhaps, up, up top. And then, when the game gets stretched and open and the uh, players are sort of starting to go a bit tight, then might be the time to put Ronaldo on because the one thing you know for sure, give him a chance and he'll take it. Mm. But, you know, I, I unite you know, City, I think City, when I saw City were in for him, I thought I could see that because they've got so many creative players that can set little things up for him. I'm not so sure, apart from Fernandes, who's, for whatever reason, is going through a spell which I can't fathom because it, he's carried United for the last 18 months. Well, the answer, wrong to that
4: two- is that they're not getting as many, many penalties as they did. So <laughs> That's why he's not having the same oh. impact.
2: Well, yeah, but he, hey, but he, in terms of assists, in terms of people he played in, in terms of the goals he got, um, you know, you, 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 you can always have a maverick in your team. And I think he was a great maverick for them. And all of a sudden, I think he's being caught up now in the general malaise.
3: Big man, how, def- how um, difficult is it to manage Manchester United?
2: Well, don't forget when I went there, United were nothing like the United of well of, of latter years. Don't forget we, Wolves, and you'll have known the same at Villa and and the Wolves. You know, by and large, you used to finish above them in the league. Yeah, I mean, when I when I was at West Brom, I think we finished above them every year. So when I went there, I wasn't looking at maintaining something, I was looking at improving things, yeah. and I, my, my, when I talked to the chairman, that was my, that was my first sort of thing we've got to become a European club again, because United since they won the European Cup in 68, I think it qualified for Europe, I think only three times, in the 11, 12 years, I'm whatever, how many years it was now, at West Brom at Villa, you always, you always qualified for Europe and that's what we said. We've got, to, we've got to become a European club again, which is what we did. We, we started finishing in positions or winning the Cups that got us into those situations. Because United, you know, when you think of the United... People used to say to me, we've not won the league for 15 years. And I would say, well, three years ago, you're in the second division. <laughs> 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 you know, yeah, how are you going to win it from there? Yeah. It's a great was, <laughs> yeah. 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 And... and you know, so we, we we never we never came out of the top four, um, and we're also in an era, by the way, or uh, when virtually every every team that won our league was the was the best team in Europe because invariably in that spell, I think Billard won the European Cup, Baris had won it a couple of times, yeah, Liverpool had won it about two or three times. You know, in a period of five or six years, the best teams then were all in England until
4: obviously hi Ron, let, let me ask you this. You, you, I, I was watching the documentary Busby the other night. Fantastic. I mean, what a man. Yeah. B- brilliant. Yeah. You, you, uh, Wilf McGuinness, I, I mean, I refer these days disparaging to, to Ollie as new Wilf McGuinness. It's, it, 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 it's hard when you're the chosen one of a, a, a legend. Uh, Frank O'Farrell struggled. Dave Sexton didn't get it right. Although he wasn't Busby's pick. You, you came in and blew everybody away. Um, with, with the shadow of Busby still there do Manchester United now need a coach that doesn't call Fergie boss
2: you know what? It's, it's amazing you say that now Ollie Solchar is probably one of the nicest blokes in the game mm-hmm. although he wasn't the day stuck four past us at nothing <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, I, I would say that, I would say. I used to read where he kept making references to the boss, to the boss. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes the players, you know, players, players mm-hmm. look, if you give the players a chance to deflect, they will deflect.
6: Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know,
2: if you give, you say anything that gives them, Oh, it's not us. It's that. Yeah. I mean, I, I would think half of them are going around now, man, you subconsciously thinking it's manager's fault, not ours. <laughs> I mean, that, they've, got to, they've got to look at themselves as well. But do they? Invariably, the, the box stops with, with Ollie and he's got three or four very difficult games. But he seemed to pay, and it, it's hard because, you know, Fergie was his mentor. Mm-hmm. Fergie was his, you know, he, he brought him into England and had, had great success with him. Um, it would be, It's hard, but to keep constantly calling him boss, you know, I, I know a lot of the players that I work for still call me that amongst other things. But, um, yes. you know, you- That's straight, boss. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so Tony Cascarino, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know that
4: yeah. story as well. That's one for another time. Yeah. But no, no what, what I'm you saying, did- you didn't go into Manchester United and call some at boss. No. You went in there as an individual very keen to to stamp his own identity on that football club. And Ollie's just the latest yeah, but that is, that in is, a number of
5: picks. Is that not something about that has to do with authority as well? You know, when you're a manager, you have to have authority in the dressing room over your players. Yeah and he hasn't and he doesn't have that. No. So that's why my my question to you as well, Ron, was Do you think players' accountability is key here as well? Because a manager can only do so much. And we all know Solskjaer is not the person that has the right authority like Alex Ferguson. So it has to come at the end of the day also from the players. Mm -hmm. So you being a a former manager, Ron, do you think player accountability is key at the stage of Man United? Because some of the players, if you see them playing around and playing for the badge of Man United, it's just just a shambles sometimes.
2: Well, uh, (coughs) have they got enough leaders in the camp? You know, uh, I I would look at them and think, have they got... Who, who would who would get... To, I mean, I was it And I know it goes against the grain. I've been in dressing rooms where I've allowed players to have a stand-up fight. Long in, like, just long enough to yeah. and say, all right, that's finished now. Get on with it. But um, yes. because they care. You know, I've had, I've had great captains. Uh, people like, obviously, Brian Robson. Yeah. Brian Robson would come in and sometimes if, if you were if things weren't going well, before you got a chance to say anything, he'd be into one or two. You know, and that, 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 there's nothing wrong in that at all. I And I actually think, you might be right there, I think, I mean, I can imagine at Liverpool, I keep harking back to Liverpool, but I can imagine somebody, and he's not a regular in the team that much, if things aren't going well, I can imagine somebody like James Milner digging people out. Yeah. Nothing mm. wrong in that at all. Nothing wrong. We, we used to encourage that, because you used to say, but what, what happens in the dressing room in the dressing room. I know it's hard in with social media today and things like that but I think players should should be more open with each other and if somebody's not doing their stuff they should they should dig them out mm.
3: now that's bullying um, in the workplace might, right it, <laughs> that's can we, can we, you can't can do I that in than one can,
2: back, can, can we say the game has gone soft <laughs> <laughs> the game's changed the game the has game gone sh- soft no so, I, th- I think I think hey by the way I think life has changed everybody's you know, you, you you can't be offensive like woke this woke business, you know. And the other the other thing, actually, this this would drive me up the wall when somebody if you if you're going to give somebody a volley and they go, oh, you'll have to talk. Or his agent rings you up and says, yeah, they got my player, and you know how responsible your yeah. player, he's on contract to work.
4: <laughs> yeah, you're fair, uh, Ron. <laughs> uh, brilliant. Um, would you explain, please, to Nigel Leong how good George Best was?
2: Right, I'll <laughs> go through a group of players, say from 1960 or whatever. You go, <clears throat> you go, Kelly. Yeah. You go. Well, De Stefano's a little bit before that, maybe, and Puskas maybe just past that, and then you in the next the next group you go. Cruyff, Beckenbauer, and then Maradona, and then the, the two recent ones, you know, Messi and Ronaldo. Yeah, There's not one of those better than George Best. Thank you, big man. <laughs> the <laughs> prosecution no, rests its
4: case. That's a good... Is, uh, it's, uh, it's an opinion. I it's an he was,
2: And he played, he, don't forget, he played, sometimes if you watch games from the 70s and the 80s, which I find quite interesting now, you know, we talk about, but you, you look at them and you see them play, and the pitches in England were a disgrace. He yeah. had to play in mud heaps, mm, yeah. and people and defenders were allowed to kick him all, but he could kick him back. Oh, he, he was, mm-hmm. You know that, Andy, yeah. he was a strong little star. was, so, not he? It? You know, he, he, he would shirk nothing and he, he was, I mean, my favourite out of all that group and Nigel, might appreciate that. If I had to nail one of them I would probably go Croy. Nah. I Thank you very <laughs> yeah. much, Ron. Yeah, yeah. I no, no, That's his favorite that's like the
1: yes. group.
5: out of the group. No. But I, he's only he comes second that. to best. I understand that he's second <laughs> to best. I understand. <laughs> and but I said to to yeah. to Keezy as well, but, Ron, but, you know we all have different have, opinions. But I, best yeah, I understand. But I have it.
2: to tell
5: you. Yeah, I've um, the most respect for Best and I told you that as well. It's just a it's just a matter of uh, opinions, right? Mm. And which one you prefer, yes okay. or no. Uh, Johan Cray for us as a as a, as a Dutchman it mm-hmm. was the pinnacle of playing <laughs> yes. the world I got another question for you Ron why is it that George Best international wise is not mentioned with the likes of Pelé because he played for a Cray because that is the one thing that I think is bothering he most he played for Wales the... at his prime
3: no 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 let Ron answer oh, no, let no, Ron answer, I, let I, Ron, I, answer. Ron,
2: I defer to Ron let Ron answer Nigel I'll give you for instance he played for Ireland. When everyone one, they had some decent players, but a lot of them, a lot of them weren't even playing in the top. top no, they
3: were. were.
2: He played. Now, if George Beth, picture the scene. Knee was a great player. Neeskins yeah. was a terrific player with Croy. Yes. Substitute Knee and put Beth alongside Croy in that <laughs> situation, <laughs> and I'm telling you Badly. now. I'm telling Badly. you now they
3: would have won, they'd still be world champions. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right, but I think Bestie was, yeah. I let you think Bestie was know. that good. That if you'd have swapped one of the oh, Dutch it, players with yeah. went the, went the team that went so close, Bestie would have made them world champions. I agree. No matter, oh, I, I, I tell you, what, that, that Bertie Folks would still be in hospital.
4: The <laughs> 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 Last one. Tried- last one, on. Ron, sorry. Sir Bobby Charlton.
2: Yes. What's your verdict on Bob? Wonderful player. Um, Not one to go to a party with, but wonderful (laughs) player. That's another thing. (laughs) This
4: is a player point of (laughs) sight. was a Dallard. I know what you're saying. As a a footballer.
2: Oh, he's a great player. Great player. In fact, I've probably done him a disservice by not including him in that little group I've just said. Mm. Right. But... The t- the best the most complete football I've ever seen, Andy. Yeah. Without a shadow of doubt, the best centre half I ever saw was also one of the three best centre forwards. Hmm. Big John Charles. Oh, John Charles! Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. If yeah. you had to put if you had to put everything into a computer and come out with the perfect footballer, you come out with John Charles. Would you really? Wow! Wow! Oh, hi! You come out with John wow. Charles. That's such that a mean, lovely man. Six foot three, could could sprint. And you stick him up front when you were losing, and get your hat trick. I mean, they still call, they still call him the king in in Turin today. Yeah, you know, it's like hundred years since he played them. But um, you know, terrific. He was terrific. And there would have been a lad when the Munich air crash probably could have gone on to be better than any player that's ever played would really, would have been Duncan Edwards. Mm, yeah, who so was 21. He played a loaded times for England. He'd won everything at twenty-one, and he got killed in the plane crash. So, yeah. um, but he would probably have gone on to be the best player of all time.
5: Boss, can I can I say? Oh, boss, to Mister. He you you can. You can I he likes boss. He likes boss. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, okay, boss. boss. <laughs> Out of respect <laughs> for what he accomplished in yeah. the world of football, yeah. boss. So let me get this straight. Going back on the um, on your preferences as uh, the best footballers in the world, Sir Bobby Charlton. Do you? Yes. put him in the same bracket as your own cry George Best or do you put him as a
2: good third? Uh, well, that, that whole group night that I said at the start, you know, it, it would be... A, I mean, if Pelly had have played more in Europe, yeah. he, he might have been, without a shadow doubt, easily the best. But because Pelly didn't come and do it at one of the big European clubs, you wonder. Mm. You wonder a little bit. You know, um, he was a great national player, a phenomenal national player. But, um, Maradona, Maradona carried Argentina. He mm. won a World Cup off his own bat in '86. He, he took Napoli to two titles that um, you know they'd never won a title in their life, and he carried them to that. So he had a short period where he, he was unbelievable. Um, Bobby Charlton, you can you can talk of him in the same breath, maybe not quite at the same level but it'd be marginal okay so it's a good bestie best
5: in your own crime you pick all day over sir bobby charlton with all due respect for sir Bobby oh yeah charlton. you would have thing you wait
4: a thing yeah, uh, you, yeah. He, what okay, he, what, what okay. thank he, you very he, much he, i rest he, my case he's trying to dig me out I uh, my because case. in the conversation we had Boss, last week which got Boss, a little thank heated you very much. i did mention bobby charlton <laughs> <laughs> as as one of the greats and one of my <laughs> no, early heroes No, you're
5: saying greater then Johan Cruyff. I said that we was may have argument. had a bigger now, impact, you, a bigger no, impact in
4: that time. No,
5: no, don't come back. You could fight, I right told now. you. You could fly. You fight said any- Sir Bobby Charlton <laughs> was bigger than Johan Cruyff. So let me get the Ron, I, I had
4: to turn for, re, for reinforcements because arguing with a Dutchman is really hard. <laughs> anyway, <laughs>
6: <thanks>. <laughs> anyway,
4: thank yeah. you boss for yeah. clearing that yeah. up. Yeah. I rest my case. Ron Atkinson proving what some of us always knew is just a proper football man and Absolutely. thank you so much Ron for, for spending time with us and I hope that okay, we'll like- actually I can promise you we're going to do this again if you're okay with that in the meantime Ron thank Say you no so more. much it's been great to catch thanks, up thanks boss thank you very much boss it's <laughs> been an absolute delight
2: talking Bye. to you by the way, Andy Gray will be well-placed and i pick him as the best centre-forward in Afton Villa.
3: Thank you, Philip. No. I always said you're a terrific judge of a footballer. Yeah. I, thought you you then, I thought
4: you
2: mentioned Cass earlier,
4: on. No, did no, did Cass he not is fine.
2: Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, just, just one thing, Andy. On. Who
3: did I pair you up with?
2: Who did I pair you up
3: with? Uh, who, did you pair me up with... I know. Uh, ...Jerry Hitchens? You've read the book. <laughs> no, I haven't. Was that right? Yeah, Jerry, Jerry Hitchens, yeah. Jerry Hitchens and yeah. Andy Gray. There good you knowledge.
2: Go. Very good knowledge.
4: There you go. Wow. Yeah. I thought wow. Yorkie might have got a shout, but uh, maybe he was too young at that time. No, Yorkie okay, was young. Mm. Uh, Ron, again, thank you. Thank you, Big man Thank you man. Okay, very much. Brilliant. Brilliant.
2: That's the only way you go. Thank you
4: very much. Ron's always just. See you later. Top,
2: <laughs> top man. <laughs>
4: love him um uh, love him there's many things that we could continue to discuss about big ron but uh, probably better great. not but just just suffice no, it to honestly, say Casey, knowledge of knowledge
3: man. of football is exceptional how old is he 82 83 oh, incredible hard, is he, oh, <laughs> sharp, is he? Yeah. <laughs> talking about great. football and get all these jerry hitchens jerry hitchens
4: i i thought i thought you i thought you might have gone andy lockhead no no when
3: ron's, ron's obviously played at villa no what was lockhead he was a um, blunderbuss of oh, really? a centre forward, and you were messy were you oh, well as I had a little bit more subtlety I think oh, <laughs> <laughs> listen if Big Ron pairs me with Jerry Hitchens as the two best front men at Villa then I'll take that I'll yes take that. I, I probably I'll couldn't but Jerry Hitchens when he said to me who did I pair you up with well I knew it wouldn't be the modern era because you know Ron's knowledge was, goes back mm. further and he would have watched Jerry Hitchens play Who's who was a terrific Aston Villa uh, centre forward or more like a nine and a half trying Jerry. to think of those he managed the Dean, Dean Saunders son. Sanders, as yeah, he always called yeah.
4: him, Dean Sanders, he had, didn't he? Uh, Yorkie was a kid, really playing uh, wide, wasn't yeah, he, in those days?
5: Yeah. But Georgie,
3: no, big George, big Cyril We took Sarah. We big to Cyril, Cyril, Cyril Regis at Villa. Yeah, well, he, we, Coventry did, uh, had really Dublin, given up on Cyril at that point. You on Dublin?
5: Before? After. No, Dublin was after, after me. Uh, uh, top player. Uh, he
3: was top player. Top No, player. Ron, Ron brought, he turned that whole team round in about three months. Mm. I'll never forget when we first went into Villa that summer. And we sat down in the office before the first training session we were we were in about three or four weeks before it mm. and he said to me right I'm going to give this lot a chance you know they just got up I think so I'm going to give them a chance we'll have a look at them for a month or so mm. six weeks maybe eight weeks and we'll see how it goes from mm. there mm-hmm. we took our first training session went back in the office and they went fuck me he said forget that he said we need to get rid of six right away <laughs> and, within, and within, two, within three weeks we brought in four, five players Platy was one wow, of those but, went, but, but not one of the six he wasn't the one who was getting rid of Platy Already agreed to join Barry. Bari, five Bari. five million, I think it was, wasn't it? Five point five million. Yeah. We couldn't oh. stop that. If we could have stopped that, get Platy, we would have done, of course. Mm. But another course. six had to go, and ron got them in. I could do this off.
4: all day, every day. It's oh, so yeah. much fun. Thank you, Nigel. What it's great, it great to reason, have huh? you back. We great. missed you last amazing. week, my We'd friend. Really good, really good fun. Really good fun. Get to us at Keys and Gray. Uh, pod on Insta and Twitter, and we will be back here next week at the same time. And um, once again, big man, if you found us, if, if he's eighty two and found us on a podcast, yeah. Good luck to him. Yeah, Thank I, you, Ron. And new use words was I still love it,
5: <laughs> And by the way, Jon is the best player <laughs> in the world.
6: Second to best. <laughs>